Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. And we had Chetzar back tonight. Chetzar! Dream Detective. Chetzar, Dream Detective. <laughs> and you, you'll listen to the show. The and big you'll, C. You'll, <laughs> you'll, what's the C stand for? Chet. Oh, Chet. Okay. That's what his okay. first name starts okay. with a C. You're going to put him in a little C? H-E-T. Little, little cute outfit, some tights? Yeah, I'm sure he'd love it. He's going to no. love He'll be in something. His, his Dream Detective suit would be amazing because he would design it himself. Oh, yeah. And it would be epic, like super metal. It'd be freaky. Little goth. Yeah. Something, something straight out of a Hellraiser, out of his characters. Out of his characters. Um, yeah, dude, so so we, cool we had Chet back him. on the show tonight because last time he was on, we geeked out about his artwork, and then and we geeked he, out some more about his artwork, and, and then he, we geeked out some more yeah. about his. Artwork. And then he mentioned, "Hey, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the paranormal stuff." Like, yeah. oops. And so Scott's like, "Oh, we'll have you back on then." Yeah, that's how I talk. That's, on the a, show. that's my voice. That's, that's my voice. So that's we we out. explored all kinds of paranormal topics with Chet because he is an experiencer himself when it comes to um, out of body experiences, precognitive dreams. Uh, he grew up in a haunted house, a couple of them. So it, this stuff has always just been part of his life and has probably helped shape him into who he is and what he Absolutely. does and has come out through his artwork. Uh, if you don't know who Chet Zar is, if for mm-hmm. some reason this is the last, the first time you've ever heard of him, which is crazy, or heard of right? our show or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it might be, what? yeah. Uh, Chet Zar, he is an American artist notable for his dark visual art, makeup effects, and digital animation. He is most widely known for his work with tools, music, and live videos. Yeah. Uh, and he's also and the that, stepson of American fantasy artist James Czar. I'm re- reading this from his wiki page, but his yeah. dad was a pretty, his or his dad stepdad, was awesome. his stepdad was yeah. a pretty amazing fantasy artist himself. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so he's had a lot of cool stuff and people around him in his life. But um, also check out, we'll have all the links on our website, but Chet himself has a podcast called yeah. The Dark Art Society. He interviews a lot of artists within the realm of uh, the dark art world. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. I've listened to many of the episodes, and you can also follow Chet on Patreon if you are interested in his work and seeing his art in different stages. If he's painting something new, he's done a like if he's doing commissions for people. Yeah, you get to see these commissions being painted, yeah. and it just it's a lot of fun, and it supports artists and cool people like chat so we'll have all that stuff linked up on our site and of course yeah. you can just google it and find it too um and you can find his podcast wherever podcasts you can wherever you download them from they're there they're all this, they're the, all there the ether everything they're in the podcast ether Out so there, floating around enjoy our paranormal conversation with artist chet czar Excited to say back with us is dark artist extraordinaire. Oh man, Chetzar. I'm really excited because um, I know last time we really explored a ton of his artwork, what the dark art movement's all about. We basically freaked out and nerded out. Well, we nerded out with that, (laughs) you know, because he's had a lot of cool things happen in his life. He's immensely talented, you know, all that stuff, right? And um, I do have to say, I have to promote 
Chet, for a minute here because um, mm. I received in the mail mm. inscribed the book Black Magic. Magic. Black Magic? Magic. Black Magic. <laughs> Black Magic, the, the art of Czar. The alternative Czar. version, apparently. <laughs> Black Magic. <laughs> Black Magic. <laughs> and this, seriously, Chet, this is a beautiful book. It is gorgeous. We're looking it, at it right Like, everything down to even, like, the edges of the book that are, like, a black gill. I know, right? Um, I was... I was oh, so happy the way it came out. It is stunning. And so if you dig art books, you dig Chet's art, I highly recommend heading over to his website and picking up one of these books. Because, Chet, this is out of publication, right? You have, like, the remaining cop- remaining copies, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and it's uh, – I mean, I have the rights to republish okay. it. Okay. If I if I run out, but um, I've got no plans to do that at this point because okay. I've got a garage full of books. It's so a, it's a gorgeous. <laughs> I want to get rid of them. <laughs> it's, it's it's a gorgeous looking book, as Amber said, and I mean you don't see that a lot these days. I think. I mean, I hate to well, you know, just didn't like it was in the old days, but but <laughs> it's true. I mean, but yeah, it, it, I mean books like that. I mean you don't see them where I mean, and I I've said this to Amber before, and it's going to sound goofy, but some books you know they're they're actually attractive. They're sexy. Like they're they have. They, oh, you I, think you think Chet's book is sexy? Well, well, they are beautiful. It's a very. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's just, I, I'm starting right out of the gate. Two weird. minutes into the show, I'm already going to ask myself. Um, well, no, I, 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 I go ahead. I, I didn't have anything to do with the design. It was um, it was done by uh, uh, Bain Art Books, who mm-hmm. who aren't publishing anymore, and they they moved into uh, becoming a gallery in Australia, and. Um, so I, basically, he's like, you know, I want to do a book. And I said, OK, I'll supply you the images and um, just make this book. And they got I recommended Mackie Osborne, who is uh, the wife of Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. Yeah, yeah. She's, an, she's an amazing graphic designer and I know her. And so she designed that whole thing. And when I got it, the copy back, I couldn't believe how amazing it, it was. So um, subsequently, I'm working on this new book. And she's designing the whole thing. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, she's really great to work with. Really, really. She's my go-to graphic designer. Nice. When is that expected to maybe hit the streets, so to say? This this year. This year. It's from. It's um, called Dystopia. It's, you know, mythol- I don't know if I talked about it last time. I probably did. But it's mythologizing all the characters I've painted throughout the years and talking about the world they live in and treating it like it's a real place almost. like a. It's like a Dungeon Master's Guide almost oh, to cool. the world I paint. And um, uh, it's from a Kickstarter I did five years ago. It's five years late, so <laughs> it's been plaguing me because <laughs> it was so hard to. It was so confusing to get my head around it. So it was really hard to to figure out like where these things live and well cross referencing, and it was it was a lot of work. So it's almost done right now. Oh, that, well, and that's cool. And I mean, I know we don't want to go too far in the, in the weeds in that direction, but that that's very curious. I mean, because you are you're taking these characters that you create, as you said, and kind of, you know, putting them, them into a world and maybe right. having them interact and things like that. Um, I, I imagine, as you said, the biggest challenges would be to, to write that story and have it all make sense as far as these, these creatures in the world they're living in, correct? Yeah, well, the, the weird thing is the guy who um, wrote the text, Mike Carell, he's the guy who uh, uh, made the documentary about me. Mm-hmm. He uh, Chet Zar like to paint monsters. All that stuff mm-hmm. you can get on uh, ChetZar.BigCartel.com, by the way. Cool. Um, the book, the book, and everything else. But um, he's a really great writer. So he just interviewed me about every painting I've ever done, and asked me what I know about the painting. 
And so I just knew certain things intuitively because I'd never thought about it. Like when I paint, I just start painting and I paint what I think is cool and that's it. And so I, I don't ascribe meaning to the paintings really, but he started asking me and then I would tell him what I knew about the painting. And I realized, Oh, I know, I know all the stuff about these paintings that I had no idea I knew about. And so he just took all the things I was sure about and assembled them. And then we saw this whole reality form. It was really weird. Wow. So it was like, it was backward. It was written completely intuitively in that way without, you know, trying to think about, okay, this guy, maybe he does that. Nah, he does this kind of thing. It wasn't like that. It was yeah. only what I knew this guy did or what I knew that guy did or where I know this guy is just on an intuitive level. So it's really a, a trip the way it, it came together. With the characters you paint and by giving them like a, like a life, like writing about them, making them come alive through writing – it made me think right away of like some type of like Hellraiser type world where oh, totally. there's all of these things. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, God, imagine these in an amazing movie or series. And that's that's the idea. Ooh. That's the ultimate idea. Is I figured, you know, I have to get the. It's like a Bible. It's kind of like the Bible for that reality. And once I get this down, I can do whatever. I can make a comic book series, uh-huh. I can mm. novelization, YouTube series, yep. movie, VR game. Who knows? But oh, I have oh. to get this part of it done first because this kind of sets the rules. Ooh, a VR game—that's not something I've dabbled with. I, I, I always think oh, like, oh, so great. I'm, I'm, I always think like I'll get sick or I'll puke or something. Like I don't know. I but just don't want to knock lamp over. I, I, I always see them goofy YouTube videos I know. of people knocking over lamps and stuff, and it's like <laughs> it's, I don't want to do that. It's worth it. It's worth <laughs> breaking a few lamps. It's so cool, <laughs> <laughs> and it's affordable now with the the Oculus Quest Two. It's just it's like I think. 400 bucks or 300 bucks it's yeah. amazing it's it's been a huge uh uh inspiration for me one of these days we'll get past our xbox 360 yeah. i'm still playing i'm still <laughs> playing nes yeah, and, and you, playstation Scott, 2 yeah, and scott just has like a that. nintendo hooked up on a sad tv in the corner of the house <laughs> it's not a sad tv it's a tv that would work for that system <laughs> whatever it's sad compared to tvs now i know it, i know it, all these there's fun. all these cables just dangling from the front of it it's fun. I have fun <laughs> doing that. I, I don't deny that it's fun, but... Well, you call it sad. The sad little TV well, with the sad little NES playing his Blades of Steel <laughs> and his pro I'm te- wrestling. I'm telling you if, you, if you try a VR headset, especially the Oculus Quest 2 because it's standalone, it doesn't have to connect to a computer. You just put it on. Yeah. It works from the Wi-Fi. And you're in the game. It's crazy. It's See, really. It's it's it'll it'll you'll you'll trip out. I'm a it's thousand amazing. percent with you on that. And the reason that I'm probably and I steer away from a lot of like you know latest technology or latest available technology for that very reason because I know and you know what perhaps it'll happen someday right mm-hmm. but I know if I buy something like and I or if I even experience something like that and see how amazing it really is which I know it is. Right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be hooked, and I'm gonna spend every I damn. Know. And that's my that's, that's the thing I'm worried it was a about. Problem. It was starting to become a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my that's my concern. Is you know I I've done this in the past where I'm like, well, I'm gonna play some video games. I'm gonna get into this this you know this what's that one about the zombies and stuff, Amber. Um. I'm, so, I'm so sound like such an old man now. I don't know. <laughs> Resident the Evil. One Resident, about Resident the Evil. Oh, right. okay. Re- Resident Evil Nemesis. I got into that thing, and I'm like, well, yeah, I can probably bang this out. I'm a pretty good game player, and I think I played it for like a week. Those games are stressful, yep. though. 
And, and I, I actually downloaded, this was years ago, obviously. I downloaded like the walkthrough for it. I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe I need a little help with this. So I download the walkthrough, which is like 60 pages long. <laughs> and I'm on like page five after a week's worth of work. I'm like, yeah. It's addictive for it's sure. But addictive. let me tell you this. Let me put it this way. Okay. When I first got it, I kind of missed all the games. My kid plays games. He's, you know, yeah. he's an adult now, but he's, he, I watched him. I start. I played games in the seventies with, uh, you know, Atari and a pong. I remember the first pong game when it came to like the pizza place. That's yep. when I was like four or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I did, I did pong. I did all the other uh, Atari, um, Nintendo, all that stuff. And right when games started getting good, I, you know, ha- was raising a family and I just, was working so i couldn't really get into it yeah so i just i missed all the games and my kids always showing me these games and i'm like they're amazing the graphics are incredible so i ended up getting this oculus quest 2 just on a whim and um i i was so blown away by it that uh i i got the of course i got the um walking dead game yeah and um it was so scary oh. <laughs> this was this and this is me this is the person that cannot be scared by horror movies anymore it's like i i'm dying for a horror movie that scares me like i used to get scared when i was a kid mm. i i played the walking dead game and it scared me so bad i had to keep taking the headset off <laughs> oh. it's embarrassing to admit but it was like it it's like you know it's not real but some part of your brain is like you're in there oh. and there's a zombie and it's about to attack you and it's like it's super creepy you're in a graveyard at night oh my god it's so scary and so i basically just kind of like put that one aside for a while <laughs> because it was too scary can i start so, like, a, like a racing game or something just work my way in before i go head first into yeah. the zombie games <laughs> and the horror uh, yeah I, um, imagine putting like a some type of vest on while playing like an oculus that like Oh, triggers God. something like if a zombie's have, behind you they, and it hits you and yeah do they have they those have, they have them these oh. haptic they have like haptic they're called haptic feedback suits or something yeah. so when you get hit with a gunshot you feel it oh dude oh, oh no 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 all over your body there's little points and it's like synced up to to where, where you get hit with things and where you get bumped it's i haven't tried it because they're kind of expensive but yeah I, we're so we're so backwards here. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean we're so far <laughs> back when it comes to gaming consoles. Uh, yeah. It's okay. I get a new console, and then all the games I want are cheap. Like by that point, okay, right, kind of. Right, or yeah. I can get them used. Like, oh, there's that new Mortal Kombat from five years ago. But, yeah, I'm I'm always late to the game. On yeah, everything. Yeah, same. I here. wait for everyone else to work the bugs out. <laughs> <laughs> so last time you were on the show, Chet, of course, yeah, we geek we geeked out over your art and everything that you do in your career, but we didn't get a chance to talk about paranormal stuff. I know, one and of just my favorite subjects. Yes, and just straight up ghosts and experiences and all that wild stuff. So tonight we're dedicating the show to strictly that. Yeah, and, and we've done a great job of well, that so far. That's why we're getting. Yeah, well, we're getting our we're getting this out of our system now and i'm sure we'll veer <laughs> off at some point somewhere else but i kind of I, I know a lot of people have probably asked you when it comes to your art like oh my god are you you must be really creepy your house must be creepy you must just have had like i don't know people probably make assumptions about you as a right. person because of your art which i know on our last show like you're like i'm, I'm a pretty happy guy like and a lot of people <laughs> in the dark art movement are actually pretty well adjusted happy people maybe because they have yes. this great outlet to yeah, like totally. let all the darkness out you know through, right, through right. Uh, pen and paper and paint but mm-hmm. uh, you actually did grow up living in haunted houses. So you kind of have this paranormal history going back to childhood. Uh, yeah. Tell yeah. us about this. 
Well, it's weird because to me, the, the two don't feel related. Um, you'd think that, oh, he grew up in haunted houses, so he paints creepy, scary stuff. It's like my sister and my brother grew up in haunted houses and they never got into dark art or horror movies or any of that stuff. It's like they experienced more than I did, actually, as far as that uh, stuff goes, because the first haunted house we lived in, I was a baby, so I have no memory of anything. Um, <clears throat> so it, it feels like the the the, the dark art, it feels like I, ha I have the dark art gene, whether I uh lived in a haunted house or not so just just as a little precursor there yeah um but the first house we lived in was haunted there's uh, you know family lore about uh let me think um uh yes closing a door and locking it and leaving and or putting something up against the door because this door kept opening mm -hmm. and coming back home and of course the door is open unlocked and the thing is moved Mm. Um, all kinds of stuff like that. The toilet flushing all the time, lights going on and off, just kind of the classic stuff. Um, and my mom ha has always, you know, she used to see things all the time. Um, it, the, the second house we lived in was also haunted and, um, which makes me think they were following us around or something or we're all cra <laughs> crazy maybe, but, um, uh, that's the one where most of the stuff, happened and most of it didn't happen to me but um you know i've had a few weird things happen uh the the big one is the you know my sister when she was a kid she came running into my to my mother and said why did you poke me with those knitting needles and she's like i don't know what you're talking about and there were some knitting needles in that room and they poked her you know like in the back or mm -hmm. something or in the side when she was, was sitting there um, that's a, that's a creepy one that, that, uh, you know, we used to always tell that story, but, um, she, my sister used to see a, an old man and a little kid on the ceiling. Mm. Um, one time a, a friend of my mother's came over and said, she saw this old sailor standing there in the kitchen. And, uh, it turns out, um, she didn't know, but that the previous owner of the house was like a captain in the Navy or something, oh, wow. this old guy that died. And it, it just became so commonplace that, you know, it wasn't like a big deal to us. <laughs> it was like, oh, we saw another ghost or another weird thing happened. It really was just kind of like commonplace. Now, uh, I, I don't know if I missed oh, this or not, not to cut you off, Chip, but I don't know if I missed oh, no this problem. or not. Um, so you, there are several experiences. And were these all in one house? No. Okay. The, no, no, yes, I, no, mean, the, I mean, I missed that. So this was this there, was across were, several houses. Then. Mo, yeah, yeah, over two houses. Most of uh, most of the ones I'm talking about are, are the ones that <clears throat> where I was, you know, a child. So I kind of remember it being talked about and stuff. The other the other house, I was a baby, so I don't I don't remember those as well. But there, yeah. you know, the first house was the one. There was something about this door kept opening. So when they left the house, they my dad put put some boxes or a chest or something up against the door. And then we got back and it was open and everything was moved or something like that. But there was a bunch, I'll have to ask my sister. She's kind of the historian of the family. But um, another good one was my, my, uh, I was a teenager when this one happened. My mother um, went to go bring some clothes from the laundry into my brother's room. And he shut the, she opened the door and he shut the door in her face and said, sorry. And she thought, Oh, that's weird. Um, that was kind of rude. And then she turned around and walked back down the hall and he was just coming in the front door. 
Oh, <laughs> and did it look like him? It was. She said she just saw a hand. Oh, push the, okay. Push the door closed. Okay. Which is super creepy. Um, yeah, there's there was there's so many. Honestly, it's hard to remember them all. I know one time she said she had this. Uh, and this this one was was when I was older. She had this dream that she saw this woman with really long black hair, and she was trying to tell her something. Um, she was taking a nap, and she said when she got up from the nap, she looked on the bed, and this one long black hair was in the bed <gasps> oh, underneath her. Weird. And no no one in the house has long black hair. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it goes. It kind of goes on and on. I. The stuff that I personally experienced was more like out of body experiences. And um, I mean, I've had encounters with things, but it was always during that sleep paralysis thing and leaving my body and, you know, but being totally awake and aware. Um, So I I started having that after, you know, maybe 12 years old and on. I have them. I still have them. I just, you know, yeah. Had one recently. You said this stuff happened in several households, like, you know, with your family, right? You know, right. that's the question that I, or the, the the thoughts that I have at least, is I what I wonder what, and I'm wondering if you have any any ideas on this, Chet, of you know why yeah, they, they, they they let's just say they follow you, right? Mm-hmm. We've heard of this uh, several times, you know, in stories, you know, fictional stories and non-fictional stories. People have accounts of these things where, like, we just kept moving and th- this stuff just kept happening, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if you if you if there's any ideas you may have about your family, why you guys were experiencing stuff like that. Yeah, I you know the the family was uh, there was a ton of turmoil. There was big problems with my mother, and my sister fighting a lot, my sister and my brother. So there was like definitely a an energy there that was, you know, not good for, there was just a lot of turmoil and, and, and anger and stuff. And, um, and my sister's very intuitive, I would say psychic, you know, if that term wasn't so overused, but Mm -hmm. my mother and my sister were both the ones that kind of like have that connection, like have precognitive dreams and just having feelings about things that happen and seeing things. It's like they're, they're, they were like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think maybe that had something to do with it. Like, you know, the whole people that are more psychic kind of attract that sort of thing. Yeah. And then there was also like, you know, there was an energy and maybe a negative energy, but it's like, you know, you wonder which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know what I mean? It's like, right. did the energy cause the problems partially or did the problems cause the energy? I don't really know. I feel like there's like ingredients that go into mm-hmm. a haunting. Like there's multiple things that have to be in the right place at the right time to create right. something like striking a match. And I, I do feel that certain people can maybe look into that realm a little better or experience it. Uh, definitely if you are having out-of-body experiences and precognitive dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a bunch of those too. To me, that already means like your third eye is a little more like squeegee than the next person. And right. and I know you always you do always hear that that runs in families. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a I don't know it's like a ghost gene in people like a paranormal it is. gene. <laughs> it's weird. And and it just kind of keeps going and and then I often think about like sometimes people just like you said your experiences weren't necessarily terrifying or anything. It's like you just the door moves, you see this, you see someone. Right. And you, I I think sometimes about parallel realities. Like Yeah. <clears throat> if you can kind of like maybe because of that paranormal gene, you can sort of 
I don't know, just bounce back and forth once in a while, or, or just or like a just little have, window opens you and you look in. just have the sight of it. You can just right. see. You glimpse it for a bit. You mentioned yeah. the third eye. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, maybe it's easier for you to see things like that, that, like that. Besides, other, as opposed to other people, right? Well, and, I, I feel, I definitely feel that's true. My wife is like that. She's really, she's probably the most psychic person I've ever met, and she sees things all the time. And she's always like, "Can't you see that thing in the <laughs> corner?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I'm trying. I can't see it." <laughs> it's like I've never had that um, ability to see things like that. She's like yeah. I said, though, she's seen, you know, in, in the documentary we talk, it's she's interviewed and she talks about um, how she went, uh, she was in South Africa staying. She went on a vacation with a friend whose family lived there. And, and she stayed in this little kind of back house where this guy used to live. And she said one night, the, uh, the drawer, there was a, there was a chest of drawers over on the other side of the room. And this black thing came out. And it, she said it kind of looked like it had black wings and kind of like a hooded creature. And it sort of went up into the corner of the room, <clears throat> just like up to the upper corner of the ceiling and just kind of was sitting there staring at her. And um, apparently, you know, the, 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 the next day she just hid under the covers because she's scared of this shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, she hid under the covers. And the next day that, that turns out the sky, the sky was in all kinds of weird you know, yeah. shit, you know, weird yeah. spiritual stuff and was doing rituals and stuff there. Oh, great. Yeah. So that's, I so think that's why they kicked him out maybe, but um, stirring the pot, so to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. And she, you know, when she was a kid, she's she, the funny, funny story that, that, um, uh, the way that my wife and I met was through a mutual friend. And, um, <clears throat> I was a kid when I heard about this, I was like in high school and, um, he was five years older than me. She's five years older than me. And he, I was, he was kind of mentoring me getting into makeup effects because my brother's friend knew him. And uh, so, but, and I was wanted to be a makeup effects artist. Yeah. So um, he was, you know, kind of, we were meeting on weekends because back then we're talking, you know, 1980 or something. There was 19, late seventies or something, 19, mm -hmm. probably early eighties. There wasn't a lot of resources. So anytime you saw someone that was into effects, you would be like, Hey, another effects guy, yeah. you know, now it's, now it's a little more common, but um, mm -hmm. so I, he told me about, he said, he said, this friend of mine <clears throat> told me that she, when she was a little girl, she was, her friend was spending the night and she said, suddenly while they were playing in, jumping around in the bed in bed, you know, they were five years old or something. She saw this guy sitting in this figure sitting in this old chair they had. And it was a guy in like a zoot suit, like a kind of like a gangster zoot suit, zoot suit with a, like a hat. And he had a little, I think he had a little horn where his third eye would be. Mm. And he had these two slits for eyes, no nose, and just this little slit for a mouth that was curled up in a smile. And she said it was just sitting there staring at them. And no matter what, she couldn't make it go away. Like she kept closing her eyes and shaking her head. And she said she just started screaming. And her friend tell, tells this story uh, now. You know, she remembers it, how she couldn't see it. And she just remembers Lisa started freaking out and screaming. And then she, she said it looked like it was made of little dots of light almost like a um like a t like when you look really close at those old tv screens how they have yeah little yeah yeah 
pixels dots yeah kind of like pixels yeah. but you know more the old school ones when they were static on the yeah. tv mm-hmm. is kind of uh she said it kind of looked like it was made of that and then it just kind of faded away <clears throat> oh my so that's God. a pretty you yeah and, and so anyway so check this out okay so he he told me that story i was in high school i just gotten an airbrush i thought wow that's so cool and so i painted that with <gasps> that's my airbrush okay i painted that guy and then he took it to her and, and she said yeah that looks like it mm. Then five years later, we ended up meeting and getting together and then getting married. Oh, <laughs> wow. Strange. Yeah. It was not a trip. Like, I didn't even Total know her trip. at the time. Total trip. That's an interesting yeah. synchronicity. No, one of the yeah. things I wanted to point out here, too, with your family, I thought about this. And we've heard we've heard this idea a handful of times. Uh, and it sounds, I mean, I'm convinced, I think it's pretty obvious you have family members that are sensitive, including yourself, too. And mm-hmm. one of the things I keep hearing the more we go down this 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 road is people that have these gifts these sensitivities and there's a lot of names for them sometimes they can act as a beacon of light that's and that like, we, there's some assumptions we have to make here too um one is that when you die you go somewhere else and you're aware you may not be aware immediately that you're that you're gone that you're that your body isn't working you're just a spirit or or, or mm-hmm. energy right and then number two is you go somewhere else too that's not here, <laughs> right? Right. So, right. and number three, I guess, would be that there are some there are ways to punch through that veil back and forth, there mm-hmm. you know there to here and here to there, and that goes right to my point is that they may be and this is like a lot of people I think they may act as some type of light beacon like they appear. Maybe, maybe even most likely unintentionally to people on that other side, so to say. And right. that's where you may be getting that activity or you may be seeing things. Maybe they're communicating just like we're communicating, whether we're meaning to meaning to do it or not. You follow what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, and that's I, just an idea, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you take the, the, the magical perspective, because I'm kind of – I study um, uh, cultism and, and – um, ritual magic and stuff like that Uh and um the the occult perspective is that you know there's there are different levels of consciousness and different levels of reality and kind of below even human beings are lower beings on what's you know sometimes referred to as the astral plane yeah and it's just like full of these things like they're everywhere and and um and so, you know, sometimes you can, you know, you can see them sometimes, you yeah. know, um, I, my, the experience I've had with, cause I've had some of those experiences that are absolutely terrifying. Um, uh, I had in, and in that, they were in that sleep paralysis state and, yeah. um, it's weird because the first time I had that out of body thing, I, I was like 12 or 13. I was laying in bed. This is at the second house we lived in. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sorry if you can hear my dog snoring in the background, but um, no, it's cool. <laughs> it's not me making that noise. Um, uh, I was laying there. I fell asleep. Um, um, I'm trying to think the timeline because I had another one. I'm not sure which. I think this was the first one. I was laying there and all of a sudden I realized I could see through my eyes and that I couldn't move my body. And then I felt this evil presence. Like, you know, my mom was a new ager. She 
did not raise me to believe that there were even such a thing as evil presence. She was all love and light, kind of the yeah. hippie new agey, it's all good kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like in my culture at all, but I felt this evil presence standing outside my door and I saw the light go on under the door. Like I could see a crack of light. Then suddenly this guy was standing next to the bed <clears throat> and he had, he looked kind of like a truck driver. He had like a down vest and a flannel shirt and he was holding a pillow up in front of his face. So you couldn't, so he just was holding this pillow and the pillow was kind of like, you know, covering his face and he was just holding, you know, not that a pillow would do that. It would flop over, but it was not flopping over. It was standing straight up in front of his face. Mm -hmm. And then he just kept hitting me with the pillow (laughs) over and over hitting me with the pillow. And this voice in my head was saying, he can only scare you. He can't hurt you. It was like this voice sounded like it was coming from somewhere else, you know, but it was in my head, but it was like, I don't know, a voice of authority. Don't Mm -hmm. panic. He can't hurt you. He can only try and scare you. And so I basically was freaking out trying to scream because I felt a hundred percent awake. I mean, this felt realer than reality. Uh, It didn't feel like a dream. It wasn't a dream. And so I was shaking myself, trying to scream, like going, "Mm, mm, mm." and I finally like did one good shake and it brought me back into kind of regular consciousness. And it, and he kind of dissolved just like in the movies, really, where everything goes wavery, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> wow. And, uh, and he just dissolved. <clears throat> and um, so that it was just like absolutely the worst terror I've ever felt. And um, I've had, you know, I've since had a few others too, where, where you get that bad feeling. And it's like a feeling I've never felt in regular reality before. It's like a, a deep like a Lovecraftian kind of dread and terror. It's weird. It's, it's like a spiritual horror. It's really uh, uh, extreme and weird. Um, but on the other hand, it's like I've had, I had another out of body where I was, I just started floating around my room. This is when I was a little older and, um, and it, it felt so good. I I kept thinking, this is what it feels like when you die. This is who I really am. It was like, it was me mm-hmm. without any of my, any kind of baggage whatsoever, any, no, no worry, nothing. It, I felt like it was my true self and I just floated around the room and it felt really good. And then I, it, I was in a dark room and I went through the wall and it was early morning and it, and the bright light shocked me. So I just like sprung back like a rubber band just back into my body boink, and just kind of woke up <clears throat> and another, another time well, yeah. real quick another no, no, you're one fine. <laughs> sim- that was similar to that i was in italy working on my first one of my first movies called cellar dweller which is this piece of crap uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible terrible movie um but i was i was reading i was starting to get into all this um spiritual stuff and i was reading you've ever heard of that book called the prophet yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a famous book, Cahill Gibran or something yeah. is his name or something like that. I was reading it and I was like, and I was laying, <clears throat> it was on a break. I was laying in a crate that had a bunch of like uh, packing material in it. So it was all soft, you know? So I was just laying in there cause there was nothing to do and reading this book. And I've just felt like so inspired cause it was like a really inspired, amazing book. And I was just kind of reading it and then I put, I felt drowsy and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to lay down. I closed my eyes and I immediately just went 
like shot up through the ceiling into the sky, like thousands of feet in the air. And it was, and it, and it was so shocking that I just opened my eyes and came right back to, but it was, it was, uh, it was weird. Cause it was not, it just wasn't like, I, Oh, I fell asleep and had a dream. It was like something happened. It was a trip. Yeah. It, the few times but it was really positive and good. The few times that that's happened to me too. It is such a weird jarring experience. I've had a few where there's like, I don't know. You kind of wake up in your dream and I've had stuff where I've been floating at the ceiling and you're sort of mm-hmm. like, mm, mm, yeah, it's like, weird. I can't. Mm, and it's this weird. <laughs> yeah. You can't feeling. move. You're like almost like swimming through yeah. the air and you can't do anything. That's and how mine are. I can't control it. You're just observing stuff. And then the few that have been spooky to me, there's always something unknown in the house with me. Yeah. I can't yeah. see it. Totally. totally. Sometimes I, I I can see a shadow. Um, there's there was one I can remember where I was sort of stuck at the ceiling and the furniture started moving all oh around my God. me. <laughs> um, scary. Just weird stuff. And then you're just like, wake up, wake up, yep. you know. And I have. But you I, know it's there. You know. Yeah. It's there. And, and you just know it. I don't. I wouldn't <clears throat> say that that feeling I've is super dark, dark. But it's a like, oh no, this again. It's mm-hmm. it's a you you remember it like you said it's 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 memorable and it I I have I tried to experience like experiment with deliberately lucid dreaming mm-hmm. and I I found myself going into those like places so I was like I, mm, I, mm, I got to work on this better like because I don't want to go there I want to fly yeah. around like <laughs> yeah. I want to go over to Hawaii or something yeah. or like yeah. a magical fantasy yeah like just something different and. So I have you when you realized that you could do this and you were having these experiences, did you ever go and start to study and try to control it? Yeah, I've I've always tried and I've never been able to. It's it's always just a random thing. You you know, it usually happens if my sleep schedule gets thrown off and for some reason I wait or if I wake up in the middle of the night at like three in the morning and I and I wake up and then go back to sleep. When I when I go back to sleep is when it usually happens. Um but it is totally random for the most part. I float for the most part. It's all good. And just, you know, kind of feels good. Maybe a little bit scary because it's, you don't know what to do. Um, the, 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 uh, the really scary ones are kind of more rare, but, um, I usually just sort of float around and I'm, I can't control anything. Uh, but I did read, I think it was a Robert Monroe book who was a big, uh, out of body guy and he I, I or someone told me or i read it in a book uh he said that you have to think what you want to do not try and do it so um i i i have tried that when i remember to it's like because a lot of times i can't even see sometimes it's just all black and i'm floating and i can't see anything yeah but 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 if i say um okay now i want to see or i Clarity now. That's what it was. He, okay. he said you should say clarity now. And I tried it and it worked and I could see. Okay. And um, other times I was like, okay, instead of trying to fly across the room, I'm going to think I want to fly across the room. And it just works like a charm. You just okay. start flying. And so you have to think it. And I, and I did figure that much out, but I've never yeah. been able to control the whole thing happening enough to really, you know, 
do try it on command. Right, it seems yeah. really difficult. I want I want to Peter Pan it. You know. Wanna, <laughs> I know. I can fly. I can fly. I had a, I had a really good one. A really good, really scary one recently too. This was like I don't know a month or two ago. Um, I was laying in bed and. I had the sense that there was something at the foot of the bed. It was invisible, which is like another one I had when I was younger, which I'll tell you about after if you want. But the foot of the bed, it was like a dome shape, probably, let me see, four feet tall, like a four foot tall bell and um, shape. But it wasn't, it was totally invisible, but I just sensed that that was the shape. Mm-hmm. And it was cursing at me. It was an old lady's raspy voice screaming at the top of her lungs cursing at me in a foreign language oh and i was like yeah and it was and it sounded like you know russian or some kind of slavic language and it was like 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 it was so pissed i could just feel the anger and it started coming around to my side of the bed and i was able to kind of pull myself out of it and i remember when i was waking up i said oh that's that was like baba yaga it just like it just popped into my mind and, and I thought, oh, I'm probably thinking of the last Hellboy movie had a Baba Yaga in it, which is that witch, like a mythological uh, witch mm-hmm. character. And I just put it out of my mind I, or I just didn't think about it. I thought, yeah, who knows what that was? And um, then I started telling my friend about it and I said, yeah, and I had this. Uh, it was cursing at me i just i couldn't understand it but i knew it was like curse words like you mother you know just like going (laughs) off on me because the anger was intense and so i thought and i was telling my friend yeah i was and i had this thought that it was baba yaga but i just kind of blew it off but and then i was like telling him about yeah i said yeah it sounded like romanian or russian and then it clicked to me that baba yaga is yeah like it's a i think it's russian or or romanian or something it's It's that area yugoslavian or, mm-hmm. or, or something mm-hmm. but it's in all these different cultures and it's like an old it's like the classic kind of old crone archetype um and i just thought that was weird that you know that it, you know it wasn't cursing at me with a chinese accent or you know it was yeah. specifically like a like a uh a, 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 like an eastern european accent and, and, that, and that just tripped me out. And when you when stuff like that happens, it, there's some it feels more valid to me because it's mm-hmm. like, how did that happen? And and was I t- t- like tight like tapping into that architect? architect right, oh right. my god, archetype! Um, right. Like that kind of stuff just is so intriguing when that happens. It, you know, in the world of EVP, a lot of times people are like, why don't you ever get EVPs in another language? Why is it always your language? Mm-hmm. And people that do it long enough and are more serious about it will find themselves getting something in German, Spanish, some other language, wow. not always their yeah. own. Because if you're thinking like you're somewhere, maybe like, I don't know, a cemetery where everyone was German that was buried there. And right. okay, let's just say that you can pick up on some energy from this place. Wouldn't you be picking up on German speaking people? You know, not just like English. I don't and know. That's... Yeah, there, there's so much that we don't even know about human consciousness at all yeah there's just so much unknown that it's kind of hard to make sense of any of it really because you know we don't even know how the brain works or what consciousness is even you know we really don't it's like scientists cannot answer what that what that what consciousness means so it's just i mean it's fun to think about but i don't think there's necessarily a 
an answer. <laughs> no, there <laughs> you know, isn't. Like, and, reality is too weird. Everything is way too weird. Um, well, it's just too bizarre. It's the, too bizarre. The first key, the first key to it, as far as reality is concerned, um, is it's different for everyone. That's yeah, the, that's, right. that's the that's the number one problem I think we have. Subjective. Is, so yeah. if you figure out your reality as one person, well, look, I cracked the puzzle. Everybody, look at me. I'm great. Well, no, you didn't, because there's there's six billion other people out there that have completely different realities than right. you do. Maybe right. some of our realities are similar to each other, right? I mean, right. I mean, I imagine people that work at you know have the same occupation, they work at the same place. Part of their reality may be very similar, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But even then, how they perceive that reality, how, you know, what right. the reality may be, how they perceive it. Like, you know, you may look at one thing as green. I may look mm -hmm. at one thing as blue as far as my perception is concerned. So that right there, that 30 seconds of text that I just kind of rattled off, that is barely even a micron of the tip of the iceberg on that. Exactly. Thing. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, to your point, yeah, that, that, that's the trip here. And trying to figure out and trying to master these ideas, I think, too. Um, such as, you know, OBEs and how you would control these things like you were talking about. Um, yeah, there's, again, it's just another, another piece of this thing. We've had people studying paranormal stuff. Let's just say a big umbrella, paranormal stuff. For the right. last, what, uh, 150 years now? Long time. Mm -hmm. Long time. Long time, yeah. And how many answers do we really have? None. We don't have right. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing or people aren't doing their job or anything like that. It's just, it's that complicated. It's yeah. something, and I mean, I keep going back and saying this a lot on this show, is that we make we could possibly be dealing with a force of nature we do not understand that's beyond right. our perception. Maybe someday it won't be. Maybe someday, yeah. maybe we'll evolve into another sense we may have that is our third eye or oh, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Maybe we'll, right. maybe we'll get that someday. We don't have it now. It's, uh, it's weird <laughs> to think like yep. everything that exists is already been done in the future like the universe is made of all of these ingredients and if you think of another planet that's maybe four billion years ahead of us some other civilization they've potentially taken those same ingredients that we have here and they've created space travel or they've figured out you know how their brains work or things like that just like since I always think about weird stuff like that, like something like a like well, like our, our smartphones, smartphones have always existed. It's not like right. we went to space to go get the smartphone. We had to find right. all these ingredients and put them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think things. about that. I think about that too. Like you know, back in the yeah. Stone Age, you know, the stuff to make a smartphone existed. It's just yeah. we didn't know how to put everything together. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't know how to manipulate the elements. So right. at some right. point, somewhere down the road. These things mm -hmm. will be figured out and utilized in some kind of way. I wish yeah, I could yeah. freeze my head and come back to life when this all got figured out and be like, oh, I shit, know. really? That's how what? <laughs> well, you'll, you'll, pro you'll probably know when you die. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope <laughs> we get We all get yeah. to know everything. Right? We just know. get that download. Let's hope so. Yeah. Oh, that all <laughs> makes sense now. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh. I mean, I, I think the one thing that you can say, and I, and I don't think anybody, not, you know, the most scientifically minded can deny this there's something mm -hmm. there is something we could all agree it, what it is we don't know but this stuff isn't just there's too much uh aside from the the um you know ghost sightings and and things that could be quote unquote hallucinations there's also these synchronicities and stuff 
that you can't that happen and people see it, they happen to them and there's no way that that could happen. I mean, that's another thing I've had are these just impossible synchronicities that you, you know, you you can't explain it away. I mean, I've been, I remember I was at an airport one time uh, reading, what was, it was, it was like all these, on this one trip, uh, this trip I was traveling, I was, I kept having these synchronicities the whole time. Like, I forget what now I, f- I wrote it down somewhere, but I forget there was like a, se- a series of them. But I remember one of the weirdest ones was I was reading a magazine and they had a TV on in the lobby. And this guy said a weird sentence. It's not like a normal sentence. Not like, um, hello, how are you? It was something weird, something to do with cats or something. Mm-hmm. And I read and right when I heard it exactly at the same time, I read that sentence in a magazine and it was like, that's impossible. There's no way that could happen. But it, but it happened, you know, it happened to me. So I know it. it, it well, that know. means that your minds were in the same place at that moment, which is fascinating. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's, it's somehow connected, you know, it's connected. It all is part of this thing that is this something that we don't know what it is. It's like, I think the alien stuff is oh, UFOs. Oh, it's yeah. all part of the same thing oh yeah the alien thing is so fascinating to me i used to be strictly ghosts like i only care about ghosts and haunted houses and then (laughs) after i finally saw i had my own like first ufo sighting then i was like "Mm, i got mm." oh you saw one oh yeah yeah and we both saw the same thing what happened I've, i've had two the one that scott was with on i it was november I was oh here's an out ooh, here's my synchronicity story. So I was <laughs> sitting outside. Uh, this was in West Michigan. I was looking out in the direction. This is part of the story. I was looking out in the direction towards this um, powerhouse uh, that had one of those big giant smokestacks blinking in the distance, and the Grand River, which dumps into Lake Michigan, was like that direction. So okay, just setting the story mm-hmm. up. And I'm looking up, clear sky. Um, we step out uh, to have a smoke and we look, I look up and all of a sudden here comes this plane. And at this point, I, I UFOs terrified me because of the movie fire in the sky. And mm-hmm. I just thought, no, this could happen. So allegedly this <laughs> happened to this guy. Hollywood got yeah, it right. It's scary. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with this. So anyway, I'm looking up and all of a sudden I see this, this light moving and you just think plane, helicopter, whatever. And then suddenly it just dives and wow. does these fast maneuvers, and then I, I had enough time to tell ask, look, tell my buddy Tom, hey, take a look. What is that? He stares at it. He starts seeing the maneuvers. He's like, uh, that's not a plane. He runs in, gets his camera. T- Scott's on the couch. I remember watching Police Academy. I get him <laughs> off the couch, and he comes out there, and we're all just- We always throw that detail we in. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the weird things you remember when something like this happens. And so then we're all looking up, staring at this thing. It did get close enough at one point that I do remember seeing three dots of light on it. Like, I I remember it was like green, red, and white, which that always was weird to me. That is weird. Then I think like, is this... Well, now with all the like stuff out there with with the UAP, as it's now called, the the Mm, more hipster version of it, it's like, was was this secret government technology I was seeing? Like, I'm willing to totally believe that this was some right. kind of testing thing, and we were seeing something that can just blip out, do crazy maneuvers, and they were testing it out that night, and we're the, you know, lucky idiots on the on the ground going, oh, it's a UFO, it's aliens. Right. So I don't know, though. It could have been, but it blinked out of existence for a while, 
and then just came back. And we got another, like, I don't know, minute, two-minute show, and then it was just gone. We ran down to the Grand River. We stared up in the sky for, like, two hours, didn't see mm-hmm. anything. We do have video, but you it, really it's worthless. Well, we, yeah. And, and but as you, we said in the past, we thought it, we we thought we nailed that. We thought we got the greatest <laughs> video ever. I'm like, dude, Never. we got it. We're we're so there. And I remember no. looking at the vid, the playback, and I'm like, how I appreciate every crappy yep. video. If so, you can get, if, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's not like we had like an night. infrared camera like ready, locked and loaded to, to go and right. So right. whatever. But the the gem of that is that you can hear us talking about what we're seeing in the video and and like mm-hmm. sort of the the worry and fear a little bit like as we're right. watching this thing do its thing whatever so then i the weird thing was is so we we did our due diligence and reported it to mufon mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. our buddy runs the michigan mufon chapter and we're like we're not batshit crazy so we should put this in this is legit and so we i'm talking to the uh investigator and she's like have you ever had any dreams about aliens and ufos and i'm like <gasps> like it just suddenly snapped into my head at that moment and I had had a dream, and I and I now I can't remember if it was like a year or two years prior to this, seeing this or, or longer. But I was I was in my mom's house, and I had seen like a little gray popping into one of her windows, and it was nighttime, oh <laughs> and he's just kind of looking in at me, and I was like, oh, "What?" And then I'm like, "What? What is that?" And I'd look again, and he'd pop back in real quick, look in the window, disappear. And yeah. then I went and got my mom or something and said, Mom, Mom, Mom. And she's like, nothing's there. Nothing's there. And then I went and got Scott and said, you got to look. There's like something in the window. It's a gray. And so Scott says, there's nothing there, Amber. And he starts covering up the window. And I'm like, well, then why are you covering it up? Well, then I went and moved <laughs> the curtain back. And when I looked through the curtain, suddenly I was looking at the same exact perspective, the Grand River, the same direction that we oh were God. looking at. When we saw that UFO in the sky, I remember so in the dream seeing the power God. plant stack. And the eeriest part is there was all of these grays just bobbing in the water. Wow. I wow. was like, and I, yeah, I didn't even, it didn't amazing. even click. It didn't even click right, until she said right. that. And then I, uh, well, it's weird. It was weird. Yeah. That, I mean, that that's what, why, that's a perfect example of why I think all of this stuff is connected in some way. Because when I saw fire in the sky, I didn't see it until... For some reason, I didn't. I missed it. For some reason, I didn't see it until like a few years ago, and or you know, God, maybe it was ten years ago. But uh, <laughs> the older you get, that feels like a few years I now. <laughs> yeah, just a few years. That was um, twenty years ago. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but when I saw that that one scene, I was like, this is more like an out of a, a bad out of body experience than than an abduction, even. I mean, it's really similar to uh, a lot of stories you hear about out-of-body experiences. So I'm not saying that, oh, he just, you know, had a lucid dream and dreamed it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying somehow there's a connection there. Right. There's some kind of connection to where these people, you know, the out of the out-of-body sleep paralysis, shadow people, there's some... It, it's related. I just know it's related in some way. It because really, if you watch that scene again and think of it in the terms of, of a, 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 a an, an out of body sleep paralysis episode, you can you can kind of see. At least I don't remember specifically what was in there, but there was a lot of things I remember at the time going. This is a lot like that time I had this thing happen to me. This out of body thing happened to me. Um, 
I mean, I've I had another good one. I, I have to tell you about is when I was uh, in my last house as an adult. I um I woke up, or no, I didn't wake up. I was in my I was got in that state, and I heard um, the air was like crackling with like static. It sounded like cellophane all around me, and I was like kind of stuck in my body, but I could see through my eyes, and I heard. Um, on my kitchen door, I heard hmm. like someone knocking yeah, kind of yeah. frantically yeah. and I had that bad feeling and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and I was like stuck and my body started to float up except my head was stuck. So my feet were going up. I, I talked about this in the documentary also. My feet were floating up and my head was stuck and I couldn't get out. And so right. I heard the door open and then I hear these little footsteps like pitter patter of little children. Running towards the bedroom, and they were giggling, like toddlers giggling, <laughs> like hee hee hee. It was so creepy. And then they ran into my room, and I, again, the, these ones like the Baba Yaga thing, they were invisible, and they were like three feet tall, <clears throat> totally invisible. But I, I had a sense of their outline, even though I couldn't see their outline. I just knew it was almost like in Predator when the predators, uh, when you see the predator when he's camouflaged, yeah. it's like. It was sort of like that, but I couldn't see anything. I just knew where they were. And they ran around to the side of my bed. And then they all stuck their hands into my head. And I got this really bad pain in my head. Oh, God. Yeah. And then I was able to pull myself out of it. And it's like the first time I've, the only time I think I've ever felt pain in a situation like that. It hurt like hell. But that reminded me of that fire in the sky thing in a way. <sighs> um, just the vibe of it. You know, it's funny. I, I was thinking about, you know, these, you know, OBEs and stuff like that. And I remember this was like about, well, it's 2021 right now. Uh, this would have been about 2004, 2004-ish, I think. Mm. It's one of the ones that sticks out in my mind. It, and it was only a couple of minutes. It was very fast. I remember coming home from work one day, and it's when I lived in my old house, and laid down in the bedroom and at the time the my bedroom because i just lived in this little condo my bedroom was basically my office and my the home for my snake terrarium also for astrid my snake that i had so i had this big snake snake terrarium in one wall and the next to that was the was the desk my computer and stuff and then you know the, a lot of stuff crammed into one room and i remember uh going to sleep and all I remember hearing was like that grinding house techno music. I swear. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like that? Something like that. Yeah. It was like that, you know, like, like trance, was stuff like that. No, no, oh, it wasn't. Okay. It was, it's just what I heard. And, but I, the, the reason I say that I, I brought this up or I thought about it was I had this extreme feel of dread. Mm-hmm. You were talking about this feel of dread like negativity like it feels bad right. and, and there's nothing you've ever felt that way and yeah the scariest part about that i think for me is i don't understand why i feel that way why right. why do i have this dread why do i feel this 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 bad i why know do I feel this icky right i know i know like why it's does like that energy, exist like energy thing yeah That's yeah a, yeah but it's all, like it go ahead. it makes it makes me think that it's a real thing you know, it's something. It oh, it's a, a thing. It's a real thing. Like the know? classic good and evil that exists in like all of the major religions, like that yeah, battle. Which is, 
weird because like, like i said i wasn't raised that way yeah. to think that way yeah. so for me to you know a lot of people I, I could see if you had a, like a strict religious upbringing that you might that might be i mean culturally i guess it's in everybody's head because yeah. we live in this culture but it just was something i did i really didn't expect because it was like oh this is what evil is you, you but know it's this a situation thing yeah it. yeah this situation though that's all i really ex- I remember, and that's why I mentioned the snake terrarium. Amber remembers this big terrarium I had uh-huh. for Astrid, and I would all I heard all I heard was that music. The, 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 so it was techno. like a like a dread rave. Te- it was a <laughs> dreaded, dreaded, dreaded rave, an evil rave, <laughs> an evil rave, an evil <laughs> rave. <laughs> and but what I remember was that you know that music, that extreme feeling of dread. The, some type of suffocating feeling, like I couldn't move. That's like old mm-hmm. hag syndrome. However, however, um, I couldn't move, but I was bumping into the snake's terrarium. Oh, so you, yeah, yeah, you oh, probably wow. had a little out of body then. I kept bumping into the damn thing because that wasn't near your bed. No, it wasn't. You remember that? Yeah, it wasn't near hmm. my bed. I kept bumping into the damn thing, and I just finally pulled myself. I mean, I don't know what I did, but I pulled myself out of it. Huh. Right. I, I mean, I don't know what I did. You probably turned off the music. Somehow. Well, I <laughs> somebody shut off the CD turned player. Turn that shit off. Somebody, <laughs> somebody take the needle off the record. <laughs> uh, but I, this happens to me even to this day, though. Uh, whether whether it's an OBE or not, um, I mean, it happened this morning. I I had I went I woke up because I mean I'm old now so I wake up like forty times a, a night to use the restroom mm-hmm, and me too. <laughs> and. <laughs> You know, get so it's like two hour increments now. If you're lucky, you get right. two, two solid hours of sleep. And what happens? Yeah, it does. It totally sucks. <laughs> so, um, but I remember like usually my cycle is you know about six or seven. I, I go back down for like another hour before I get up and really start my day. Right. Mm-hmm. And it happened this morning, for example. I fell back asleep for a little bit, and I got into some situation, and I can't remember all the details now. But all I remember is it sucked. It was right. like this dread. I felt terrible. I was in a horrible situation, and I pull myself out of it every time. Right. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel bad anymore. So I'm going to leave this place. Mm-hmm. And I wake up and go, oh, okay. And but you know that's that. I call it that residue you get or right. that residual feeling. Uh, and Amber, we've had this joke like she she's gotten up and you know slapped me for no reason, and I'm like what the hell did I do? And she's like, well, <laughs> I had a dream where you were cheating on me. I'm like, what? Oh God, my but wife does that but all you the have time. That, <laughs> you've had that more than me. Well, well, yeah. She's mad at me for like the whole day, the next day. I'm like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. I, I told but it's him. A, it's a residual Maybe thing. it's a, a Michigan thing. <laughs> Michigan <laughs> thing. She's from Michigan. Yeah, you say, yeah you're right. <laughs> I, I remember this week, Scott, I actually had a dream that I – some guy came up to me and was like, you're pretty. Do you want to go on a walk and have some pie? And I was like, that's what a nice date. That's great. <laughs> like, pie? That's like the perfect date for Amber. Yeah, snacks. <laughs> and so I was like, no, I got to get back to like Detroit. And so I, I told Scott, I'm like, I'm even honest in my dreams. <laughs> the guy offered me pie. Pie, Scott. But you have those residual feelings, though, which I find are just as mysterious and right. fascinating, you know, whatever you're going into. And mm-hmm. you actually do wake up feeling. I know we've all experienced that here. You wake up for maybe 10 seconds, maybe a minute going. You're just getting your senses back together. And 
you're angry about something maybe, mm-hmm. or you're sad yeah. about something. Yeah. Uh, and you, I mean, you genuinely, you're in that, you're in that headspace. You can't right. get out of it until you finally kind of wake up and, you know, whatever you do to get, get your day going. Uh, right. That scares the hell out of me. Uh, that yeah, just that, freaky. just that idea, that construct yeah. scares the hell out of me. Go ahead, Amber. I, I want to talk about the pregnant, precognitive. I can't talk tonight. I can't talk. I want to talk about the precognitive dreams because I was recently reading that precognitive dreams could potentially be our bodies or our consciousness, like sort of a defense slash like protective resource that we have. It, it can kind of warn us or al- al- yeah, yeah, alert us to something. Mm. And it's like there was a study when they, they do size studies and they're, they're going to show some like they're showing a series of pictures to people that are like happy, dangerous, good, whatever. And as soon as there's like a split second in the brain that it reacts to like, ooh, you know, mm, before they show something that's dangerous. Oh, wow. So interesting. That's really I- weird to think about, especially with people that do have precognitive dreams that maybe do warn them about something. So what, what kind of dreams do you have? Well, um, as far as precognitive dreams, I feel like that. I feel. I feel like if there's any kind of like innate spiritual talent I have, it is out of body experiences. I, I, you know, not ability. I guess I should yeah. say, out at the na- natural ability in that way. Out of body experiences and cr- precognitive dreams. And um, I don't have as many precognitive dreams. My wife has all the time. She has, she's always predicting earthquakes and stuff. It's oh, crazy. Wow. Um, I'm always like saying, let me post that on Facebook for proof. And she's like, no, no, no. And then it happens. I'm like, Aww. you should have let me post it on Facebook. But, um, you know, so the ones that I've had were so dumb. They were not like a <laughs> warning. Like, um, one time I, I had, I was, it was like a kind of a dream, but it was an out of body. And I was looking at my car. This is when I lived in Hollywood when I was younger. And, um, I was looking through my the trunk of my car like i had x-ray vision and it was at night and i was floating around and i could see into my trunk and i saw these pair of sunglasses that i'd lost like years ago and i and i was looking at them through the trunk of my car and mm. i was like oh that's weird and so i went back there the next day and the sunglasses were right uh, where i was looking oh, like underneath a bunch of junk that's not and dumb that's awesome <laughs> well it's like dream detective <laughs> The other one is hilarious. And then I got another one that's that's kind of the, one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. But the other one was one day I um I picked my my uh stepson up from school and it was like it's I was like I smelled something. I said, "Did you shit your pants?" <laughs> he was like 5. He was in kindergarten and he's like, "Yeah, I thought I had to fart and I pooped." And so classic. I I I um realized the night before I had a dream where I saw his (laughs) shitty underwear. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like I guess that's a warning in a way, but I don't want to be warned about that. Not that dangerous. If there's anything you should be warned about, if you can have some type of precognition, whether it be yourself or someone else you you care about. You dream of sharks. I mean, if there's something I want to be saved from. A shark mare. That would be the... Crying. I have the gift. He has the gift. I mean, that's what I mean. It's so absurd. It's like you know, it's kind of silly. Uh, 
the other like may probably one of the biggest craziest things that ever happened to me was when i was uh i was 12 years old i um it was the night before easter it was the eve before easter and like i said we weren't a religious family i always say my exposure to religion was jesus christ superstar (laughs) you know my my mom she was kind of like this sort of liberal christiany but super laid back and seriously it was like that was our our holiday thing we'd watch every year (laughs) and that's kind of where all my that's that's how i thought about jesus that's why i never really had an issue with christianity really at its core because it's like jesus seemed cool to me (laughs) that movie was great but um so so it's not like I had this a lot of religious indoctrination, but I had this dream that I was standing in a line of people in like the desert and we were in this line. And at the end of the line was a little crucifix that was like a, a thin. It was weird. It was like skinny metal crucifix, like chrome plated kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody had to go and get crucified for 10 minutes so that you could be saved. Mm-hmm. If you stayed on the cross crucified for 10 minutes and you had to like put your hands behind your head and kind of crouch down and then they'd nail these tiny little nails into your hand and 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 then you'd get saved and it's like my family was going you got to do it and i was like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it and i finally was my turn so i went up there i got nailed up there and it hurt and i was like ah and and i pulled one hand out and the other one, I was like, well, maybe if I leave the other one out, I'll still get saved. <laughs> so I like kept my other one nailed in for the full 10 minutes. And um, so that was the dream. And the next day I was taking a shower uh, and and I, I was like, that was a weird dream. And I looked down on my hands and I had these two marks on my oh, hands that's that weird. were like, they were not blisters. They were not scratches. They weren't indentations. They were raised. It was like hard callous material in a perfect circle and um and it was like slightly off center on both hands slightly off center it was like it was like hard skin it was weird it was like a almost like a scar and so um speaking of the bad uh camera uh capturing my mom's like i showed my mom because my mom's always cool with this stuff she's like oh wow let me get a picture of that back in the 35 millimeter days she took a picture of it and it was totally out of focus. And I do have a picture of my hand with this dot, but it's like it could be anything. It's blurry, it's yeah. Out of focus. Yeah. But um, and then it lasted all of Easter, and then it was absolutely no trace of it the next day. Oh, isn't that that's precious timing? Huh. It's insane. That's it was insane. weird. On top of being insane. a crazy game show concept, you know, if you like, <laughs> if you just nail yourself yeah. here for ten minutes. Ten minutes to be saved. <laughs> you could take ten million home or be saved. What do you choose? Um, I we were talking about UFOs earlier, and did did you say that you had seen something in the sky? Um, no, I I hadn't. I know a lot okay. of people have. Okay. My brother has. I know a lot of people have seen UFOs. Um, but no, I, I would like to. It's it's <laughs> the coolest thing because I got to see a second thing, which is a jellyfish type thing. We talked about it on one of our other shows, so I won't bore listeners on that one. But it's it's oh, I'm cool. just excited that UFO stuff has been popular. And, I'm, and and that, too, even in this conversation, that we were able to sort of mix all of this well, because yeah. that's what we've been focusing on a lot on all of our yeah. shows that have a paranormal emphasis, that there's this there needs to be a big intermixing of these concepts. Like, yeah, there shouldn't it, be ghost people. No, and alien people no. And, Sleep paralysis, people. No. It's all 
I'm convinced it's all part of the same thing. If I know anything, it's that. And I do have to add one more ingredient into the mix that I think is related. And I don't know if you ever get into this uh, uh, subject on the show, but I think psychedelics oh, are yeah. related somehow. Yes. There, there's definite, because <clears throat> I've had experience with, with psychedelics when I was younger. And, yeah. um, and I've, you know, I've had the crazy synchronicities. I've been had a thing where me and the person I was tripping with or reading, reading each other's minds yep. without talking, uh, things that impossible, impossible synchronicities happen during that period. Um, I've had, I, I had a thing funny that you mentioned the techno music. I had one where I was hearing not techno music, but techno music sounds like synthesizer sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it was really weird. It was like exactly like techno stuff, but it was almost like coming from this weird pulse of energy or something. But, but, um, the, you know, the similarities between the, the, the dream stuff, the, the out of body, the crackling in the air, you know, th th these are things that you can experience when you're having, you know, a psychedelic trip. And I think that's part of the, that's a little piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to unpack with that too. I mean, uh, for one, I mean, going back to the idea of all these divisions we have, I don't, I don't think the fact it shouldn't be something that's forced. I think, right? This idea, right. well, there's ghost people, there's only ghost people, there's only UFO people, there's only Bigfoot people, or whatever, right? Right. Um, I don't think it's something that can be. It, it should be forced. I think if you have half a brain, though, you're gonna you you should acknowledge that okay, just because my my area of of focus is UFOs, for example. I'm not going to deny that there's weird stuff happening all over the planet, whether it's in the skies, in the in the forests, uh, in the cities, wherever it might be. There's weird stuff happening all the time. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, and not to go too far in the weeds, but with with the invention of the, 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 the smartphones that we have now, we're capturing more and more strange stuff every day right. that you normally we would normally have never and surveillance helps too <laughs> but i mean yeah. <laughs> but i mean but i mean really pe people are playing with their phones and videotaping stuff all the time now and you catch these weird random things that happen right yeah so you have that that side of it um where i think it's just a natural progression i'm i, yeah. I like to say that, that that this field is going into is that we all just kind of go well there's weird stuff going on let's pool our resources Right. I think that, have you seen that documentary on, is it Skywalker Ranch? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. it. Yeah, I thought that was, that that was a good, that one was like a good kind of mixing of everything. Like it, it was very much yeah. aliens plus like weird spirit visitations yeah. and impossible coincidences. It kind of had everything. Well, what you just said right there just just drives that point home, though, too. I mean, just 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 putting that together like that, real quick. It, it, well, aliens, weird, weird, weird visitations. Well, those you know those can be uh, perceived in so many different ways, right? right. Uh, and I guess it's a matter of how you perceive it is what you're most interested in or what affects you the most, right? Right. Right. So what you're most attracted to. It could all be one. It could all be one central thing that we don't know about. It could be just the big ion, as George Carlin would say. Right. <laughs> Right, the big yeah, ion yeah. floats around and does weird stuff to people, right? And, yeah, yeah. And we perceive it. It's our minds right. that are perceiving. We, yeah, we are perceiving all of reality through our, you know, through nervous our, system. Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's getting filtered. So maybe we are, we are, it's, it's not that the things aren't real. It's that we're overlaying 
our own personal kind of mapping on it. Things that make sense to us in a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's you know just it's I mean? how we perceive things and how, and as I, I said this earlier, we're all wired different. None of us are the right. same, right? We all Absolutely. perceive things totally different. And that's from years of, you know, years of experiences, good and bad. Mm-hmm. How you look at the world, how you look at things that are presented to you. Um, and again, it could be just like this big ion floating around. Right. <laughs> it could just, I don't know any other way to say it. It could just yeah. be this, well, it could be this force in nature we don't understand. Right, right. right. And, yeah, I've got, I've got, I, I got no problem believing in God. I mean, I feel like I, I've had these, I've had so many, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I should say I'm fine calling it God. You know, it's people, a lot of times will call it the universe or whatever, but, but there's so many religious hangups to that yeah. word. But, but, but there's, as, as far as like, I feel like I've, especially with my, the, these deep kind of uh, psychedelic experiences I've had in the past, I really felt like I've communed with this, you know, intelligent beyond conception thing, yeah. this being that is everything kind yeah. of. And, I mean, I've really had moments where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's, that's it. It's God is real. And I think you know, that, sure. and I think that sure. comes it's, in all sides and shapes, sizes and shapes also Chet, because uh, I'll be the first one to admit, I've never, I've never experienced, experimented with stuff like that. I'm flat mm-hmm. out. I'll, I'll openly admit it. I have, however, drank plenty of whiskey and beer. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that they're one and the same in any way uh, whatsoever. I think they're different. Now, I'll, I'll t- <laughs> yeah, a little. But, however, okay, I'm not, and I'm not arguing this at all, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, but I've had a couple of experiences, you know, where yeah, we've been having beers or we've been drinking whiskey, and uh, and I was out in nature while this is. I've been at places where I was out in nature and I was I was experiencing music and and camaraderie with people and yeah maybe had a few shots of whiskey right and that mm-hmm. kind of heightened the senses a little bit mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I would find myself and as we know that's what alcohol does they kind of shut your brain off it takes away those worries all that overthinking right. you do all the time mm-hmm. but i find myself being going you know nearly in tears being so happy right right are going man i really understand i i maybe solving some problem that I had in my mind before that. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things that happened. And I've had these things happen even maybe being in a heightened emotional state in being in nature, for example. I've had I've experienced these things too. I'm not saying this isn't right. and this isn't a don't do drugs thing, kids. I mean this is no this is just, I, I, it's I, both I, sides I, of it. It's both sides of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I, I'm I'm a meditator now. I feel like it's um uh meditation is really the best long-term solution for connecting with that side of reality yeah yeah. it's like it's a lot safer and it's more sustainable and it's more natural you know i mean natural maybe not such a good word because mushrooms are natural they're totally (laughs) natural yeah i agree but uh and they're you know the the shamanic cultures and and it's even that's the thing it's like the alien thing it goes back into the it's it's all connected the shamanic cultures and the, the spirit it's like it's all part of this uh, it's frustrating to not know, but know that there is some connection, but you just cannot figure it out. And that is the mystery to the whole thing, I think. Yeah, that really is the bottom line. And we've been we've been asking that question now for twenty years on this show almost. It's mm-hmm. it's it's been just we we are convinced. And I said this a few minutes ago. I know there's weird stuff going on. I know there's stuff happening that we don't understand. I think the the glue the, the key to it is finding out what the glue is. That's right. the real mystery is what the glue is. We right. all we all have seen stuff in the sky. 
We all have left our bodies. We all have seen people that shouldn't be there in front of us. I mean, the, the list goes on. There's yeah. something I think that relates that, that brings all that stuff together. That's yep. just my that's just my trip. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Chet, there's something. Yep, Chet. Thank you so much for spending oh, some my time pleasure. with us. Um, yeah, this is so cool to talk to you about these things, and you know, it, it, it's always eye opening. Anybody I talk to, and no different with you, sir. Um, I appreciate it. Just, just, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I got to plug Chet a minute. Make sure absolutely. you go listen Dive to the there. Dark Arts Podcast. Dark, 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 Dark Arts Society Podcast. Dark Arts Society Podcast. I can't talk Maybe tonight. It's, it's obvious. I can't talk. I don't know what it is. And also, uh, Chet is on Patreon. Uh, I'm a subscriber to the Dark Arts Society and also his artwork side of things. Mm -hmm. And you can see Chet like all the time daily post updates of his artwork, mm -hmm. uh, different stages of the of the process, which is really fun if you're an art person and like yeah. to see the, how that's all done. Um, I think that is makes it's really cool to see that. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks. So, thanks for joining too. Appreciate yes. It. And so get out there on Patreon, support your favorite uh, artists, listen to Chet's podcast, and... Be a weirdo. Be a weirdo. <laughs> Chet, we, we, we got to do this again. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm always down to come back. If you ever think of anything you want to talk to me about, just let me know. Ghostly Talk! <laughs>